Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. DJ, PK, and Craig Bowler-Jack joins us now to talk about the Utah Jazz. Bowler, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Welcome to Atlanta. The ATL. What has gone so horribly wrong that they are 6-22, and 22, did last in the Eastern Conference, and a five-game losing streak that includes losses to the Bulls and Knicks, who you think would be a couple of easy marks, but it turns out even the Bulls and Knicks are better than the Hawks. Yeah, it's amazing, huh? New York, uh, this score just was staggering, uh, 143 to 120. Um, they don't have much of a bench. The Jazz struggle in that same area, as we know. But, yeah, I was just looking at numbers. I mean, when your bench gets outscored 72-33 to 33 against the New York Knicks, uh, you know something's not right. Trey Young's having a terrific year, but there's just not much help. Uh, it's fun to watch Vince Carter play in his last year, of course. Uh, the guy's amazing. Uh, he'll be 43 guys next month, and he's in the NBA playing at a pretty high level still. So, yeah, there's trouble. You thought Trey Young would be uh, would kind of help him get out of that uh, out of that funk, but uh, he needs some help. And I think there's, from what I understand down here too, there's uh, a lot of uh, notes uh, that and kind of what would you call it, PK? It's uh, the under the table discussions. I think with reporters and media that says, "Look, I'm not happy. Uh, let's do something," or maybe uh, it'll be a quick exit stage left. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, players have pretty strong uh, ability to uh, uh, to make things happen in this day and age. And if they're not happy, they find themselves uh, get out of town. And I guess, you know, Anthony Davis comes to mind uh, with the Pelicans. So, you know, you hope that's not the case. Atlanta, you know, I think it's a good basketball city. Uh, but it's uh, right now it's not real good. So one of the things that I've noticed here in recent weeks, or games I should say, not weeks, but games, is that Joe Ingles, I believe, does, plays better when he's starting because he's playing with better players, and he allows them to play better. He helps them play better, and yes. in turn, they help him play better. And so you look at the Magic game, and he was sensational, right? And he's had some his best games of the season have been here recently and with Conley out. Also, too, and, and I think most folks would agree with that. Now, the other thing here is that the other night, and Conley was back briefly and now he's out, but obviously they moved Royce O'Neal to the bench. And I thought, DJ and I were discussing this, that just looking at the way, just looking at Royce O'Neal, I was like, all right, I don't have to defer. I'm one of the main guys now when I'm out on the floor. And I thought that was his one of his better, if not his best game of the season. So we got that going on. Now we see that Conley's been re-injured to what extent to as far as the length remains to be seen, but it looks like it's at least going to be a, you know, a few games here. Wondering what you think Quinn Snyder does. Does he, because we were talking about how Jerry Sloan used to do this, he wouldn't necessarily just take that guy's replacement and move him in the starting lineup. He'd keep him in his role, so he'd take another guy and put him in the starting lineup so you're not altering a whole bunch of guys. So I'm wondering, right. does he move Exum in there now? Or what do you think happens? Well, you know, Dante hasn't gotten off the bench, uh, you know, one or two games over the last seven or eight, and uh, that's a that's an interesting scenario all by itself. You keep thinking it was going to be a slow process. 
working him working him back in the lineup, PK, but not this slow. I mean, another DMP against the Magic. Um, you know, I think that's the quandary. I talked to Quinn the night before the or the day of the Orlando game, and you know, he, again, he's very careful, uh, like most coaches, not to overextend themselves in comments about lineups. And he's he'll tell you too, he doesn't really have much. Um, uh, it doesn't put a lot of stock into the starting lineups. It's about who finishes games for him, and I cannot. I get it, but still, in the NBA, uh, I I'll never forget when Carlos Boozer uh, was out with that hamstring, and I Jerry was contemplating at the time about bringing him off the bench to really help in his rehab, and I asked Booz about that, and he said no. No way, I'm a starter in this league. And I think remember that well. resonates. Yeah, remember that. And it yeah. resonates still today that a lot of players, you know, that the starter uh, mentality or just the, you know, to, to put that moniker on them is like, oh, wow, you know, if I'm not a starter, then again, I lose value. And, you know, look, I, being a head coach in this league is not easy. And you have to, you know, be a psychologist uh, and, and try to figure out personalities and what works best. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I thought that they had kind of figured it out. With Mike back, Joe would stay. And you're right, Royce has a chance to be uh, a really good guy defensively, and he'll get his offensive looks, which he did uh, against the Magic, and he knocked down three threes in that game, and he rebounded well, you know. So it, maybe it was working. Um now Mike's out. He's on this trip. They're going to reevaluate him on a daily basis uh, along the way. But I think what you'll see again to PK is just what we saw prior to. Uh, they're going to have a kind of a private walk through this morning uh, at the hotel instead of going over uh, to the arena. So <clears throat> my guess is it's Donovan and Joe again with Rudy uh, and Bogdanovich and uh, and Royce O'Neal, uh, that's my guess, back in that five. So, And then when Mike comes back, again, you're in that quandary of do you try to change that with what you just said? Is Dante going to earn some time? How is he going to get better? How does he get rotation minutes? Uh, but it's that's, that's really the question. I mean, I thought with Mike back, it was going to kind of work itself out with that, with that lineup we saw the other night. But with that, that exit in the fourth quarter, now we're back to kind of where the Jazz were. Well, they did win three out of five. So uh, we'll see what happens on this road trip. But uh, the injury to Conley again uh, kind of puts the Jazz back to where they were a week ago. And, um, you know, they still had success. Uh, but it does, uh, it does alter the minutes that Quinn is able to give certain players in rotation minutes. So it looked like he had settled with Mike back. He was going to play. He has six guys he, tr- he really trusts, and he was right. always going to keep three of them on the floor and then rotate a couple other guys through and see what he can get out of Ed Davis and Jeff Green and Emmanuel Moutier and whoever else he might decide to play, but not play those and three guys Niang. together. And Yeah, Niang was in that. And Niang, too. Much You're right. right. Yeah. yeah. So now that he's got five guys, does he do that, or does he scrap all that and decide – I am going to run three of these guys, maybe even four of these guys there at a time and just try to get through those minutes and hope there isn't too much damage, especially against a team like Atlanta that doesn't have a, much of a bench to speak of anyway. Right. Well, tonight is probably that experimental night again uh, of what he wants to do and how many minutes go where. He hasn't gotten much punch uh, out of the bench except the other night as PK you know, talked about with Royce. I mean, I, I thought it was good to have him there 
Uh, Jeff Green hasn't been able to really be consistent by any way, any means. Ed Davis, you know, he'll give you rebounds, but offense is not his forte. George Niang, you know, I, there's something about George. I still, again, he doesn't, you don't think of him as a really a big time rotation player, but he's pretty effective at times. Uh, he can run the floor, he can shoot the three, he can rebound. Uh, does he look like the, you know, the ultimate NBA player? Maybe not, but the guy has. You know, he's got the grit and, and uh, that you got to have to play in this league. And then Moutier is still a player that intrigues me in some ways. He's a pretty strong guy. Uh, he's not hesitant to drive into the paint uh, as a guard. And, again, he's had some turnover issues, you know, finishing at the rim issues. But uh, I still think the Jazz hope that with the right coaching, this, this guy can be a, a contributor uh, to this team off the bench. But uh, I think, again, tonight, the heavy load, and maybe the Jazz get a break if they can build and sustain the lead, guys, which has been a problem as well, to give them a break where they can actually play some guys off the bench uh, in the second half and actually kind of see and use those minutes to see really who and who, who's going to be able to use those minutes that Quinn Snyder needs in the rotation. Craig Bolerjack joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. My turn? If you want. Okay, yeah. I, I forgot. I wasn't. Uh, I thought it was your turn. Are you guys, but now are you guys at a restaurant? Where are you at? We're, we're at, at the, the road, road home. home. It's oh, the holiday media thing. Very nice. Right and we're on. down in the. It's the first year it's down in Midvale because the downtown location is closed now. So we're in a tent in the parking lot, and there's people coming and going, and you know, a ton of distractions. Well, no, no. I heard the hustle and bustle, and I thought, yeah. where work? You know, I thought maybe it was, uh, you know, you guys were having a little restaurant visit, or but no, I understand now. Awesome, it's good, <laughs> good, good time of the year as always. Yeah, we'll be here today and and tomorrow. Uh, I saw Go Bear, got me excited, really got me up, my, got my heart pumping. A little left-handed hook that he put in off an offensive oh. rebound. I thought it was smooth. Okay, you wonder. I'm thinking, you wonder like I dude, do, why doesn't yeah. that happen more often, right? For sure. Yeah, it didn't look awkward. I mean, no. I'm not going to say he looked like Abdul-Jabbar, but he looked good. Let's see it more. It looked real good. Yeah, it looked good. It looked confident. It looked like it was a natural motion, didn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's uh, something I wish uh, that Gobert would continue to work on. Now, I watch him in practice, PK. You know, he can hit jump shots. But practices, we all know. Practice, practice is practice, but game time's a totally different animal. Uh, you know, he's got a pretty smooth stroke, uh, but again, in game time situations, it's more rushed. That shot could just be a real easy, a confident shot for him. Uh, maybe that's the next step from the rim play for him just to be able to do a sweeping hook shot um, in this progression of his growth, but it would really help. I think again, just to have another, uh, just another weapon in the in his bag, right? To go yeah. and, and to attack, uh, mostly on the left side because he's a left-hander. But you never know. I, I you know, he, he's really an intriguing player, and usually he's always trying. And he's one of the most intense guys uh, I've been around when it comes to practice and uh, and, and believing in it and wanting to be good, to be great. Actually, is what Rudy has said. I don't, I don't want to be good. I want to be great. Uh, now the next step. You know what he can do defensively, right? It's about the offensive side of his game, and maybe that's a little, a little, uh, just behind the curtain look of what maybe is to come. Let's hope. Boulder, do you hear anything about any of the young guys? Whether it's guy uh, eleven through fifteen that we're not seeing play at all, 
or whether it's uh, some of the guys in the G League, because obviously the Stars have a, you know, put together an 11-game win streak and all that. Uh, is there anybody bubbling up who could help the team? You know, internal development has been such a big phrase with Dennis Lindsay. Is there right. anybody you've heard about who's on the verge of providing a little more depth to this team? No, I, I think it's still an ongoing process. I've not heard any names that says, hey, he needs time with us. Um uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it hasn't reached that point yet. I thought Mieoni, uh would maybe sneak in and grab a few minutes uh, because they they like his size, and you know I thought maybe he'd steal those minutes away uh, if Dante was going to be on the floor, but that hasn't occurred yet. Uh, there's some there's some you know there's some intriguing stories developing over there uh, with the stars, and you know, right now they're kind of just dominating uh, teams. And what they're headed off to Vegas, right, to compete for a hundred grand in the uh, holiday or Christmas showcase. So it's uh, it's good that the Jazz actually have the development going. But I have not heard, to be honest, of any any call ups at the moment. Does that mean it won't happen? Absolutely not. But I think there's some you know some guys on that team that may start to demand a look, and that's always good because you know what like. That 12 through 9 or 12, 10, 11, and 12, it would be nice to have the Jazz or, or even, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 to have have a look at a couple of guys, and uh, we'll see how it works out. Who do you think is catchable in the West? I've got the standings up right now, and obviously the Lakers are in first, Clippers are three and a half back, Nuggets are five, then you got Mavericks at five and a half, Houston five and a half. Jazz seven and a half, so they're two games behind the Nuggets and Mavericks. Two and a half behind the Nuggets or Rockets, I should say, as far as uh, two and a half, and then uh, two two for Rockets and Mavs. Two and a half Nuggets. You think any of those teams are catchable? You think Clippers, Lakers, catchable? Ooh, TKIT. We have not seen. Now look, we've seen the Lakers, right, and uh, we've seen the Clippers. We'll see the Clippers right after Christmas uh, in LA, and that's going to be another big game to make some judgments here. You know who we haven't seen is Luca, and the way the Dallas Mavericks have played, uh, and Porzingis. So I, you know, I, I, I've seen the highlights, and I see how they are wrecking teams. And uh, Luca has had incredible ball games, and he is obviously a young star. Uh, on the rise and what Houston we have not seen Houston and I still wait you know we know what Harden's about but the the addition of Westbrook uh, those are two teams I'm anxious for the Jazz to play which I think will give us uh, a good read where the Jazz are too you know the problem with this schedule I mean I don't know how you guys look at it but man we just played multiple teams over and over again and it, I, I wish that we could go through and play you know, each team in the West at least once before you go triple up against Minnesota or Memphis. You know, we, we it's just it just seems like it's been a constant barrage of of just you know one or two three teams so far this season. And you know, we haven't had a chance to see you know Dallas, haven't had a chance to see Portland, haven't had a chance to see uh, San Antonio or the Houston Rockets. Why I don't know, but here we are, nearly 30 games in, and we're still waiting. So again, DK, I think. When we see those teams, it gives us a better judge of who we are and where the Jazz stand in this uh, pretty pretty rough uh, conference. Well, Bowler, as always, we appreciate it. Guys, appreciate the call. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you uh, back at the arena uh, right after the holiday. It's good at least to be home 
Um, and then you know, a fun game afterwards. See, we'll see Portland right after Christmas, and that'll give us a feel for what you know Damian and McCollum are doing. We know what they can do, right? But I think the Blazers are kind of scratching their heads too. A lot of a lot of teams in the West are doing that. Made some big moves, but something a lot of teams have not seen the the results yet. So uh, after the first year, it may come into picture better. You enjoy the southeast because it's like uh, 28 degrees here or something ridiculous. You know what I can see is the blue sky. I, I, I will tell you this. As I look out my room, I can actually see more than uh, 50 feet in front of me. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Thanks, Bullard. See you guys soon. Take care. Craig Bullerjack joining us on the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease. Now through December 26th, visit the Sprint store nearest you.